I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say Podcast. We are here for another Magcast, very much on the other side of the river, not in Gateshead like we usually are. Uh, I'm Roy Fallow, joined by my fellow Reaction Pod host, Matthew Keelan. Matthew, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, Roy? I'm very good, thank you. And we're also joined by former enemy of the people, now smugly vindicated man, Chris Weatherspoon. Chris, I imagine you feel pretty fantastic at the minute. Um, I can't hear you from up on my high horse, but I'll, I'll assume you asked how I was, and yes, I'm good, thanks. Well, as well, even better after the win on Saturday. I know, Matthew, mean you got a touch upon it on the reaction pod, and the lads had their say on Monday, but Chris... Not excellent, maybe a bit strong, but you know, that first half an hour especially, really good, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought we were spot on. I think, um, look, it, it was what it was what we've all been asking for them to do. Like, we came out with, I mean, look, Lincoln were terrible. Like, that second goal is absolutely hilarious, but third goal is quite funny as well. But, um, but no, I mean, the, th- the thing is, like, it, it's easy to just see, oh, well, they were terrible, but we've played a lot of terrible teams this season and under this manager, and we haven't done that. And I think um, the last three... Ge- I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I didn't see the Doncaster game, but the last two games, I think there's been a lot more attack and intent. Um, certainly against Lincoln, we got the ball down, and, yeah, OK, we had, we had three at the back, but we looked like we knew what we were doing with it this time, whereas at the start of the season... Everybody looked a bit clueless. I mean, Denver Hume basically got hung out to dry, and I thought he was one of our better players on Saturday. And I, I think, I thought actually it was quite harsh that some people were criticising the second half. Like we've had four games in ten days, three 0 up at half time. I think you can forgive them for taking the foot off the pedal a bit. And yeah, I think it was one of the better performances of the season, if not the best performance of the season, certainly in the first half. It was quite reminiscent of kind of the early days of Ross, especially kind of in the maybe the performance dropping off slightly in the, in the in the second half as well that was quite similar to Ross but it's not criticism if you're going 3-0 up at you know within half an hour and you see the game out I think the thing is as well like yeah okay they, they did drop off but there wasn't really a part where I thought oh dear we're going to chuck this away here the goal was, wasn't was a goal so like it's not as if we like I know it counted but it was a farce that it did yeah like, it was a foul it was offside I said this on Saturday sorry to repeat myself again <laughs> but like and then obviously they, they got what another chance because of a mistake by Ozturk. But like they were never like were never threatened at all really, to be honest. Like And you know, like you were saying, Chris came off the back of a big run of games as well. We've had seven days to refresh before the visit of Wickham on Saturday. Um but before we sort of touch on the game, it has been 
you know, especially a day transfer news seems to have ramped up a little bit. We've got a lot of players, mainly forward players, linked with us now. We've had a couple of players linked away. Obviously, we know about McGeady, that's ongoing, nothing concrete on that one yet. Um, and we've had Tom Flanagan linked to championship clubs that's been quoted by. Be a bit of an odd one to see go because we're not exactly blessed with depth at centre half, especially if we're going to play a back three, are we? Um, yeah, I agree. And I think as much as, like, look, you'll get people if he does go seeing our well. Nobody was raving about him earlier this season or anything, but actually at the minute, last last few games, we've got a system that seems to work, and you know, especially at the back, those three are playing really well together, and they all look like it suits them. Like Oz Turk doing the the dirty work essentially. Willis bail them out with his pace if he needs to and Flanagan alright okay it doesn't go to plan all the time but Flanagan having a bit more time on the ball he, see, he seems to fit into it so apart from when he just wants oh. a petulantly booted out player which was the best thing ever, ever wasn't it Matthew I was a huge fan of that like it's, again like I would do that so yeah. like no if you're not gonna if you're not gonna move I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to pump the ball out of play. Ah, oh, yeah, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to boot the ball out. You play yourselves. I think the thing is, it would, like, at this current point in time, it would be disappointing if he does go. Like, look, he's already been linked with, vaguely linked with championship clubs. That doesn't mean he's going to go. He was linked in January last year as well, wasn't he? So, yeah, look at the Swansea last season. Yeah. Take attack of him, well, not anymore, but you know. Don't know who he's linked with now, but he was linked with Swansea a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the past. <laughs> I don't think they've, to be fair, I don't think they've actually said who it is. I mean, if he is linked with a championship club, like, you can imagine, yeah, he'd be interested in going. Problem is, well, it it, is. well yeah. I mean, the problem is, he's one of those who's only got six months left, isn't he? Yeah. So, how much opportunity do we actually have to keep hold of him if, if there's concrete interest and it's something he's interested in me personally I'd be disappointed at this stage because I th- we'll go on to it but I think we need to be strengthening rather than getting rid of players and especially players who the manager seems to think are in his best 11 now yeah um, well speaking of players who the manager definitely didn't think was in his best 11 Dylan McGeoch departed this week no surprises there but you know, he came in with quite high expectations in the, in the transfer window under Ross and just a bit of a strange one, isn't it, Matthew? I would just never, despite a few good performances, a player who clearly had a bit of quality but just didn't work for him at all, did it? He could never, like, nail down, like, a run of games. I think it, his issue was, in order to be effective, he needs to have a run of games and we saw the best of him when he'd been in the team for a settled period and then he'd get injured, but with, like naff like little niggly injuries that last and go on for weeks and you, he's not the sort of player that you're going to bring bring in for like an impact really yeah, he's like no, a, no. at the minute if he was in the middle we've got a settled team this is when you'd see the best of him yeah. like 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 power is, is playing really well at the minute and alongside like his best games McGeeks were when he was with power in the middle last season like Rochdale away he played really well at Accrington away but he's just never really done it has he to be honest yeah, it, it was a weird one because I thought his best game for us was Luton at home last season. That oh, he got, yeah, that he got dropped, which was yeah. baffling. Really, it was like it was certainly at home. I think that was like the first time you'd ever seen him kind of put a bit of a stamp on the game and actually look really composed. And he looked like he was running things. And then he got dropped, and you were like, maybe he had a, maybe he had a niggling injury because, like we said, he had plenty of them. But he just never really got going. And 
I mean, it speaks volumes about us, really, doesn't it? That he won Player of the Season alongside John McGinn. And we had we had him and John McGinn's like in the Premier League with with Villa. But yeah, it just it clearly. I mean, it looked like he was one of Ross's signings, but even Ross didn't seem that keen on him. Like it wasn't like he was in the team every week, and like we see, he played, there was games when he played well, then he got dropped the next week. So, I mean. They haven't disclosed whether they've got a fee or anything. I would imagine they, they haven't. He, signed, he did sign on a free as well, didn't he? He did sign on a, he did sign on a free, yeah. Two-year deal as well. Two-year deal. So he was up at the end of the season. I mean, most of them are, which we might come on to later. But, so, I mean, in terms of outgoings there, it would have been nice if he'd shown a bit more. But, look, I, I don't think it's going to be a, it's not gonna be a great miss because he wasn't playing anyway. Yeah, agree. Um, quite funny how he seems to have grown ginger hair, though. Like, have you ever seen that in his picture for his unveiling for Aberdeen? He's got he's got ginger hair. Like, who? who, who? Like, no, but, well, I can say that, Chris. I'm a, I'm pretty much a ginger. <laughs> but yeah, odd. Just a little surprise. Um, that's only ones linked with players going out, but a flurry of attacking players linked. I think we'll save the headliner lads yeah, yeah. to talk about at the end. Um, yeah, Chris is right. We're all we're all ready, but but we'll park that one for now. Um, Liam Boyce has been linked. Um, reportedly, Phil Parkinson is prepared to pay a quarter of a million for him. If he's got that from the his side hustle of running coaches to oh, away fair. games. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Love Supreme. You you've got competition, um, but quarter of a million for a player who quite experienced at this. I know we've said you know spending X amount of money on an experienced striker at this level can only be a good thing, <laughs> but you know fairly low risk. If anything, goals apparently. If anything, it stops them scoring against us as well. <laughs> This is the one who. This is the man in a bra who relegated us, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He only scored three goals that season. Why the hell wouldn't we sign him <laughs> in that case? Why on earth not? I, I don't know. Aside from that, really, a great deal about him. He's got a fairly middling record in in League One. Um, you look at him and you think, is he any better than White, or is he going to be on par? I think to to be fair to him, whenever he's played against us, I've thought he's like pain in the ass. like he's very awkward yeah, and he yeah. puts himself about and look I think we've spoken about before about the sort of football we're going to watch like under Phil Parkinson and possibly just in this league in general it's not going to be the nicest thing to watch so is he in a is he like a sign that everyone's going to like jump out the seat I probably not but does it does it make sense yeah I think it probably does um, is he any better than Wyke I don't know but it's another option, and, uh, and we well, do need more. Yeah, options. well, Wake Wake struggles with fitness anyway, so exactly. so it could even if he's another Wake. No, no, that's a good thing, really. But like, if he if he's if he's better than White, then then great, and if Wake becomes the option, then then yeah. then fair. Like. And you know, White does need a bit of pressure on him, really, because McNulty and Grigg aren't providing that at the moment. And, and I know they're different sort of strikers, but Grigg can't even get on the pitch. McNulty he did all right against Fleetwood, but we're not we haven't seen McNulty started the season quite well. We haven't seen much of him for a while, have we? I wouldn't be surprised if, if he went back to be honest. Yes. Because I think we could do better with a loan. And it seems right. like he's looking to sign two strikers as well. I don't think he just wants to sign one because he's he quoted again we're not going to say his name yet because I'm building up to it he quoted one of the strikers that we're looking to today in his press conference it was even on the official Twitter um, and 
another strike we've been linked to just in the last few hours really came quite solid Gary Medine who's of course worked with Phil Parkinson before he's been released from Cardiff just a year after the paid six million pounds from very, very Sunderland bit of business that isn't it really makes a, shame, a change from getting released from jail which is what happened with five years that's, a, that's, that's another reason why we've got to sign him I didn't say thing before because I thought I won't say that now you've gone and said that. he's had half a pint um, but work with Phil Parkinson again probably slightly slightly higher profile for want of a better phrase than Gary Medine um, got he was in that side that was promoted with Bolton it's again it's not exciting but you look at it and you think makes sense don't you yeah I don't I don't like know a great deal about him really other than that he's a centre forward <laughs> just just and, just a man and just a man who has been to jail <laughs> I mean, yeah, more, why not? I mean, it could be quite the banter forward line, couldn't it? He's been in jail, by the way. This is... No, he has. No, he, 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 he went to jail for, I think it was assault. <laughs> I mean, no, if it's a matter of public record, and it's true, it's not, we're not liable for a bottom fact. Look, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not discriminating. Like, look, he's reformed criminal in my eyes. He's, he's going to come and sign for the most professional club in League One. So. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> in fairness, in fairness, so you make good point Rory like if you look he's the best form of his career was under Parkinson at Bolton um, I actually truthfully I thought because I knew Cardiff had spent 6 million quid on him so I thought I'd go have a look at his goals record I thought it would be better than what it is but in fairness it wouldn't take much for it to be better than what it is <laughs> it would not be worse than what it is he scored no goals scored an auto. if he scored no one goal would that take, does that put it in a minus figures in a way <laughs> Matthews <laughs> just pointed out that there's a criminal conviction section on his Wikipedia. Any any highlights from that, Matthew? Well, Medina has been convicted of several assaults according to Wikipedia. So, <laughs> remember uh, when we said we could try and keep this podcast sensible tonight? <laughs> um, but well, we, we might as well move on to the other strike we've been linked with. The, a player, Matthew, who I'm sure you'd agree, if we do sign him, is straight in the banter eleven of this decade. It's the one and only Mr. Kyle Lafferty, a man who was kicked out of Palermo for being for being too much of a womanizer. Chris, Chris has the full quote for us here. Can I read the full quote? So this is from the Palermo chairman after he got rid of him. He is an out-of-control womanizer, an Irishman without rules. I mean, straight away, we're off to a good start. He is someone who disappears for a week and goes on the hunt for women in Milan. He has two families with six children. He never trains. He's, he's, he's a double-married man with six kids. He's absolutely not a prick. <laughs> he never trains. He's completely off the rails. On the field, he's a great player because he gave us everything he had and more. In terms of his behaviour, however, he is uncontrollable. My coach told me he cannot sort this player out, so he has to go. I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, like, let's be honest, it's going to be fun. Yeah, like him, him and Chris Maguire together, like, everyone... What man, woman, regardless of your sexual preference, you're getting shagged with them to out. They're 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 looking for you. Like they they are going. They're in. I was going to say the glass spider. The glass spider will. Life O'Reilly will become the glass spider again, just for them. Like oh, it's it's ex- like we haven't even talked on what he's like as a player, but it's exciting, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, it's great. It's just great, isn't it? It's just the most stunning thing ever. Like let's just 
sign him. Let's sign him. But we should sign him. I'll give him like a four-year. Di- like, <laughs> how old is he? Thirty-two, thirty-six. Do a job in wherever we'll be, League Two or something. Yeah. I mean, it would be an interesting move if we go and sign him after. In, while we're in the process of trying to bomb Aidan McGeady out because we don't like his attitude, mm, yeah. but um, yeah, look, I'll be honest on this one. Like, it, it would be funny, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, he might even do all right. Like, his, his goal record isn't really that different from Medine's. Like, not, his goal record is crap, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, we were talking earlier about like at Norwich. He was, um, I think, was he with Norwich when they were actually in the Premier League? Uh, I don't know. In the championship, well, definitely a higher level than League One. Well, he, was, he was in the he was in the championship with them. He scored in his first season. Of the championship he played eighteen games, scored once, played one game in the Premier League for them, and then the following season was in the championship again with them and scored once in twelve games. I think, I think like obviously we spoke Four earlier. Overall, how many? Four in thirty-nine for Norwich. So he's fitting well, really. Yeah, him and Greg best mate. They're gonna live together in the Hilton. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, to be fair though, the thing is, like we signed Greg last year on the basis of all the goals he scored, and yeah. that hasn't worked. So if we if we apply the inverse logic, you'll be absolutely class. But but no, but to be fair, like from going back, like what was said about Boyce, like what was said about Medine, from the style of player that we're expecting. And the what he wants from his strikers, it completely makes sense. To me, Lafferty would be disappointed in the in the terms of it. He's thirty two year old, and it's not exactly like a particularly forward thinking thing. No, no. It's basically like, oh, this guy's available, well, and it's and I'd like. I mean, I'm not expecting anything, especially now the owners admitted he wants to sell. Um, I'm not really expecting anything long term, but it is kind of symptomatic of the short term thinking we've had since yeah. these guys are, and the short term short term thinking we've had stop plugging your book right <laughs> we, all know, we all remember what it was called <laughs> um, but to be you do make a good point Chris a short term deal with Lafferty till the end of the season it, it would be short term thinking but I'm plugging his book now <laughs> oh short changed actually anyway wasn't it uh, same did, thing don't care I've read it. still available on Amazon <laughs> Yeah, not print version though, is it? Yeah, ran out of them. They've all all been pulped. (laughs) But like a a six-month deal for Lafferty till the end of the season. He's been without a club. He's been without a club since since is it since the summer? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think because did he go? Did he leave Rangers then go back to Rangers? Is that so? He left Rangers and went to Sarpsborg. Ah, and don't don't their seasons work slightly differently? Um. I, I don't know, uh, but I'm on Wikipedia now, and I might be able to find out. But he's played for some incredible random teams: Palermo, oh. Sion. He ha- he has like a if he was he's, he's like a '90s footballer almost, Lafferty. To be fair, isn't he? With with that kind of journeyman approach, the off the field antics as well, like just kind of add to it. But we were talking about it earlier, Matthew, about how he could be coming to us in a similar situation that Chris Maguire did last season, in the sort of like level. No, I know he's played it. A high level of Maguire, but kind of lost his way and lost his like love of the game. Maybe a little bit wants to come and play for a big club in front of passionate fans, and you know that first six months for Maguire, he was excellent. And maybe we could get something similar out of Lafferty. If, you know, if he got eight goals or something, that'd be decent for a free transfer. Yeah, I think look like whoever they get in, <laughs> you would like to think that the appeal of playing for something the FC is still there that these players want to come here because they think look if I do well there like I'm going to be loved and it's still a big club sort of thing and yeah I mean I haven't seen them sparingly you would 
like knowing what his supposed attitude is you would like to think that like he's the sort who playing for us would kind of prick his ego a bit and it, and it would actually help him and I think if it's a short term deal I think that makes a lot more sense than if we go and give him like a year and a half or two and a half years um, I don't I, I mean I don't think two and a half like being actually serious I don't think two and a half years <laughs> is not too, we gave one to Phil Parkinson Matthew <laughs> lest we forget we gave one to Grant Ledbetter <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> Four years. <laughs> Four more years. Um, but yeah, that about wraps up on tran- on the transfer front at the minute. Um, unless anything's happened since you've been recording. Thankfully, the Gary uh, Medine thing about looks like he is actually coming here happened just before. So thanks, gods of transfers, for that one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, but we actually have a game on Saturday. We're hosting Wickham Wanderers, a team we're yet to beat since coming down to League One. Gareth Ainsworth. Um, thoughts on Gareth Ainsworth just very quickly, Matthew? Oh, he's a dick. No, but your thoughts on come on, do the do the line. Your thoughts on Gareth Ainsworth? What thoughts? But he's tribute band. I'd rather have. Oh, I'd rather have Gareth Barker. Oh. <laughs> Try to tee your up. I rounded the goalkeeper for you there. Well, I've, I've, I've done a wike. <laughs> You've done a Dobson. Um, but yeah, Gareth Ainsworth will be coming, strutting his stuff, heading every ball on the touchline, overly gesticulating, and just making you sick, really. Um, so hopefully this time we can beat them because they're in terrible form. They've lost. In the last four games, have lost three, drawn one, yet they're still top of the league. And doesn't that show you everything about how terrible the division is this season? It does. In fairness to them, they have only lost four all season. So, okay, they've, they've lost three out of the last. Four. The wheels have came off. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully they have. I mean, to be fair, like I was thinking about this before, and I was like, when we went, when we went down there in Phil Parkinson's first game, no less. Um, for whatever reason, we tried to play them at their own game, yeah, yeah. And, and we were absolutely terrible. Like I was like, well, I understand if that was the. But actually, looking back, I don't really understand it because I don't know if that is definitely the way he wants to play. Because the way we played the last couple of weeks, it's been get get the ball wide, uh, move the ball quickly. Obviously, you still got White as like the focal point, which I don't think is ever going to change under this manager. But there's been a bit more method. Whereas we went down there, and the first thing he did was just it. I'm pretty sure the instruction was every time you get the ball just lump it forward and we'll see where it ends up and we basically got um, beat at their game so I think to be honest like these are like a really niggly kind of awkward 
get in your face, busy piss you off kind of team like we saw that in both games last season I mean it was just about a full scale riot down there um, I do think this I mean, it's probably obvious to say it, but this is a lot more instructive than the last three games because um, yeah okay they're in a they're in a poor run of form but they are still top of the league they're quite a nasty team to have to play and I think if we are serious about about going up which I mean Hopefully we are still. Um, of course we are, Chris. We're the most professional club in League One. Well, exactly. Um, I think I think it's a I think it's a must win in fairness uh, because we, we haven't beaten anybody. I don't think we've actually beaten anybody who's been above us in the league at the time we played them. And considering the form we're on as well, like this makes it sort of like right. How much of that form is a flash in the pan? How much of that is a is a blip? If we can beat the team who you know for all their forms crap and for all yes it's only Wigan Wanderers they're still a team we haven't beaten since coming down to League One and they're top of the league like it would make you think alright maybe we have turned that corner yeah I think it'll be interesting to see the way the manager approaches it because look like we played we played Tranmere at home in his second game and he clearly thought look if we get at these we'll steamroll them and that's exactly what happened the last three games he's set up a lot more attacking possibly because he's been influenced by outside factors possibly because it's like throwing the dice because he knew the way it was going but there's been a lot of games I mean but we went down to Gillingham and he said he would have been happy with a point like I'm hopeful that the last three games say to him look a point at home t- okay the top of the league but a point at home isn't good enough like, like if we get a truthfully if we go for a point on Saturday we'll get beat so I, hopefully we'll go for it he can't be doing that can he Matthew he's got to go out and go for the three points no he has to like as well, arguably, we we, sh- we, we should be looking at, at three straight wins that we've had. Like we we were quite lucky at Fleetwood, to be honest. Like the the, the penalty was was not a penalty and played reasonably well and just couldn't convert any chances. And I think set uh, if he set I mean if he sets up for a point at home to Wigan, regardless of where they are, then he's the architect of another downfall for himself because you got to win the game. Like you look like. I know they've lost four times all season, but they haven't won for a month. And I've been, like, they're not very good, really, to be honest. Like, I've, I, we haven't played anybody that's been any good yet in a year and a half. I think like the standard of this league is actually worse than last year. And I'm sure, I'm sure when we saw the teams that were coming down, we were all like, oh, actually, it's, it's going to be a bit tougher. But actually, actually it, it's been worse. Well, look at how Ipswich have dropped off yeah, recently. Ipswich have, I mean... Wickham drew with Ipswich last game and they both kind of dropped off a well, cliff Ipswich, in the last have, Ipswich haven't won in the league since I think like November the 9th wow. which is like so about since when we appointed Parkinson actually yeah, and they're still like fourth yeah rather of a second and they've lost more games than us like the, the league the league's wide open it really is and without without like going into like the wider off the field stuff too much like when people see, oh, look, we're already X points off third and this, that, and the other, you're like, yeah, okay, but that's by virtue of how bad the league is. That is, that isn't because we've been good at all. Like we've been terrible for most of the season. That makes it all the more frustrating, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we should be, quite frankly, we should be walking this league. Like, if if we'd done it properly, if we'd used the amount of money that we've got properly, we should be. I mean, we should have got up last year. But if we weren't going to do that, we should be walking this league. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's no re- as as much as. 
I think we all agree like stuff needs to change elsewhere and that there's absolutely no reason why we sh- why we shouldn't still have our eyes on like going up and even going up automatically because no team looks capable of stringing stringing like a long long run of form together kind of thing I mean neither do we yet no no but but there's absolutely no re- there's no reason why we, sh- why we shouldn't be and I think I think this is a, a big test even if these have been poor in recent weeks like this is kind of like I say we haven't beaten anybody above us I don't think we've beaten anybody who's above 10th wow. Matthew, Matthew's got the table up there it relies on me remembering who we've played <laughs> though um, no we haven't no no but if we win, if we do win on Saturday, then we go six points behind Wigan with a game in hand. You know, we all know the games in hand, lads. <laughs> they count towards it. Well, they did. It did on Saturday. To, to be fair, maybe this has all been a cutting plan to get out of all the cups, so we don't have to bother with any games in hand later this season. Yeah. We just keep calling international weekends off, <laughs> so we end up with more games. In hand. <laughs> But no injuries um, by the sounds of things anyway, unless, again, something's been reported since you started recording. Nothing seemed to be floating around on Twitter earlier. So would you keep the same same team that played against Lincoln? I don't foresee any why there should be any changes. Not really. Yeah, not really. There's no one to really bring in, to be honest. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, I think I would keep it the same. I mean, um, Robson's back now, isn't he? Yes, it is. Squad, you would have thought. No, that, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start him. No, no, no. Uh, I would have him in the squad. I'd have him because I think he should be knocking on the door. Yeah. Um, I thought I'm not George Dobson's biggest fan, but I thought he was decent against Lincoln. To be honest, I thought arguably his best game. Yeah. But he, he, he was, he was, he was solid. Yeah. So you can't, you certainly can't drop him. And I, I, I don't think look like we said before they were really they were certainly very good first half they saw the game out fairly fine like I don't see any need to change especially we've had a week we've had a week to to recover and get sorted out and I don't see why we change it and I think I think they should just kind of already covered it but we should just go into it with the same attitude like I don't really care whether we're playing first or bottom in this league we should be looking to beat everybody and as well there's one thing we're forgetting about that will be a big danger this could be the first time we see Atten Fenway at the stadium of light lads Matthew Matthew, I know you've been very excited about this (laughs) I I did have the I went to the I was going to say I had the privilege of going to Wickham away it was actually horrible but the one highlight was getting to see Atten Fenway but you want to you want to see these players in in your own stadium you know it was a good thing about being in the Premier League wasn't it yeah but this is is better than that (laughs) like to be honest Ronaldo and that yeah but Atten Fenway I'm disappointed that we haven't signed them, I'll be honest. Yeah, but this is the next best thing. Getting to see him strutting about, doing his stuff. Well, strutting. Yeah, strutting. I want like, scoring for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully in the, in the same circumstance that Lincoln scores. A, a consolation goal, yeah. but celebrating loads. <laughs> and picking Dobson up and throwing him out of the stadium. Yeah. Him versus Ozturk as well, that will be. I, I can't remember if Ozturk played in the... I thought they play against Flanagan, if I'm honest. So I have seen Phil Parkinson mastermind a win against a team. You know where you're going when you started with that. With when when when, 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 when he started with master there, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> Particularly nice bus that day. Um, no, I have seen it, and I was just checking there that he did definitely play. And he did. He came on because I saw. And I don't know why this happened. Um, when Bradford got promoted, right. I was at Wembley when they beat um, wow. Northampton. So we were playing. No, we. <laughs> So you're trying to get the owner removed from? <laughs> Very good. Um, no, we were playing Spurs the next day, right. and um, 
we for whatever reason went down to London a day early and like on the morning and had nothing to do so we're like oh we'll go to Wembley watch a League 2 playoff final and Phil Parkinson got promoted with John McLaughlin and goal and Akin Fenwer came on for Northampton and he did absolutely nothing so I think that's a sign that the same is going to happen this weekend absolutely written off so well Score prediction wise, oh. yeah. Score prediction wise, I'm going to say a three 0 win for us. What about you, Matthew? Six uh, 0 for me. Oh, I agree. Chris, you got any advance on six 0 uh, I'm not going to advance. I'll say two one to us. Yeah, I can't see a clean sheet, but I'm sticking a three 0 now. To be honest. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back with a reaction pod yeah, on, we'll Saturday. on Saturday from our studio in the Harbourview. <laughs> Do we not have to make a statement about the statement? That's or? a nice polo shirt you've got on, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I was saying about the statement. But yeah, nice polo shirt you're wearing there, Chris. Oh, Where's that from? It's uh, it's from from the terraces. Oh. Is it? Matthew, I hear there's a discount code you can get for them. Yeah, there is. Do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's WMS10. And and the jackets that we mentioned the other day, saw on Twitter earlier, they're in stock now, oh, so you can get fully warmed up. Um, but in regards to the statement um, earlier, um, yeah, Chris, have you got any thoughts on that? Um, I mean... Well, for those who haven't seen as well, Twix. I was going to say, yeah, well, let's first of all say that we do not speak for anyone officially. We are just three idiots. Um... But yes, so today there was a statement about the statement about the statement <laughs> um, where basically the fan group said um, that they acknowledge Stuart Donald um, putting the cl- officially putting the club up for sale as if it hasn't been for most of the last year already and, um, and said that we hope that he sells to the right buyer and essentially said that the fan groups act in what they think is the best interest of the club and in my personal opinion not speaking for anyone else I think I think it's a fair enough point to make because I think a lot of people for whatever reason um, seem to think that people are acting above this station or they seem to think that this statement um, after Boxing Day is like jeopardise the transfer window all I would say is that look at the end of the day the guy's still chairman and if he decides he's not going to invest because some fans have upset him. That isn't on those fans. At the end of the day, he's when he came here, he told us he was a custodian of the football club. He's got a responsibility to do right by the football club. If he decides not to spend money or act appropriately in this transfer window or at any time going forward, he's the only one to blame for that. And I think, I think we kind of all need to remember this, this goes for me as well and others. Like we all need to remember that we are all Southern fans and we all want the best for the club. If people differ on their methods, it's not because they're trying to make a name for themselves or trying to get above the station. It's because they think they're doing the best for the club. Yeah. I would agree. Um, yeah, don't think I'd think of anything to add to that, to be honest. If you can't, I certainly can't add anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, me and Matthew will be back on Saturday from our studio in the Harbour View to react to what is hopefully going to be... 6-0 victory yeah. against Wigan Wanderers. Finally beat Slain, the Wickham beast, the Gareth Ainsworth beast at last. And then Gareth and Stephen will be back for your more sensible offering on Monday. Two lots of us. Yeah. Two lots of us for you. Oh, so lucky, aren't they? No. Well, thanks for listening and you'll hear from us on Saturday.
it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.